Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I'm the Honey Badger, giving it to you straight in the RV business as always. Man, are we going to have a great show today. This would be the first time I haven't videoed it. So if you're listening on YouTube, I actually linked it to the YouTube page, HB RV Lifestyle Podcast. You know, you can also catch us on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the way through. So I was watching Joe Rogan today, just the interview he was doing with Hulk Hogan. And it reminded me that there are a lot of celebrities out there that are RVers. Um... There are some like Andre the Giant that probably couldn't have RV'd, but you have a lot of interesting celebrities like Sylvester Stallone. You know, it's funny, I saw a TikTok um, video with him where he's in an RV, and I asked him what RV he's in, and he ne- didn't respond to it, he just liked it. As in, hey man, I don't want to tell you which one it is, but I want to acknowledge to you that you actually recognize that I was in a fifth wheel. And he was either in a fifth wheel or a motorhome. I'm not sure which one. But it was very, you know, between him and Will Smith. Will Smith had this double-decker provost that, you know, was just basically a a small apartment on wheels. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson... Uh, Triple H, Vince McMahon, all these guys from wrestling owned one in the 90s, uh, early 2000s. And then, of course, you have Johnny Depp. And if you want to know how I know Johnny Depp has RVs, well, you can ask me privately one day. But you also have people like, uh, shoot, uh, Bette Midler. Uh, I actually have sold a couple of celebrities myself RVs over the years. And so, uh, there's a young lady, um, that actually wrote the song, The Rose. Okay. And The Rose was sung by Bette Midler, but it was actually written by, I'm going to get the lady's name right now. Um, one second. One second. Amanda McBroom. It was written by Amanda McBroom. I sold Amanda McBroom and her husband uh, a used uh, Winnebago View years ago in Ventura, California. And her husband was like, uh, her husband is is an amazing man himself. Um, Let me look up his name. He's really cool. Amanda McBroom. Um... I'm going to put husband because I don't remember husband's name. But he was like the voice of um, like Kronos. George Ball. That's right. George Ball. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just give you some things that George Ball did. Okay. So George Ball is known for God of War 3, Moving Violation, and The Attic. Okay. So here's some things that he's done. He's done things uh, like God of War 3, 
where he actually voices Kronos. Um, he's in the, the series Rules of Engagement. He's done a lot of the Land Before Time stuff. He's done a lot of voiceover work for video games like Star Trek, Starfleet Command. Oh, man. Uh, a puppy named Scooby-Doo. He did like 13 episodes of just doing different voices. Uh, Charlie's Angels, the TV series back in the 80s. Um, the $6 million man he was in, Gemini man he was in. And he was in General Hospital uh, for a long time as well, back in the early to mid-60s. But him and I had a great time in the finance office. It's a great story. We're sitting there, and him and I are doing voices back and forth. You know, He's doing different voices, and I'm doing my Yoda impression, and then he would do one, then I would do my gingerbread impression, and it just went on and on and on and on and on, and him and I had an absolute blast. So, you know, celebrities of all kinds, including uh, Jenny Garth from 90210, her and her husband, her golf husband, um, they, they own a Winnebago Vista, Class A motorhome. At least I don't know if they own it still, but they owned it back when I was working at Barbara RV. Um, just so many guys. So the guy, you know, just so many interesting people I've met that are in Hollywood that would come by Barbara RV or Giant RV and see. I sold, I sold a lot of folks um, in the Screenwriters Guild, producers, makeup artists. And, and it started really with one person. Um, I'm not going to name that person because obviously that's unfair to them. But there was a celebrity that walked into Giant RV one day. And <clears throat> he, I will let, at least say it's a he, had two assistants with him. And of course, you know, my manager back then, his name was Art Hawkins. And Art, Art's a good guy. Art says... Oh, my God, somebody show up at 6.55 and would close at 7. And I'm like, I'll take him out. So, you know, two hours later, I sell him a motorhome. So, I remember, I sold him a Thor Challenger, 2013 Thor Challenger, 37K. And the walkthrough and the delivery process and everything was really smooth, a lot of fun, we got along really good. We exchanged cell phone numbers. We actually stayed in contact here and there for about five years. And I'll explain why we lost contact. But we we were, we were you know, we text each other every once in a while, call each other every once in a while about, you know, the, you know, he would be off doing some kind of movie in his motorhome. And I'd, I'd, I'd take pictures and video of Bishop, California, of the fishing trips I would take, Jenks Lake, things of that nature. By the way, we're going to get to Jenks Lake a little bit later. And and it was just a lot of fun to, to go through that process. And then I gave him a bunch of, he says, hey, do you have any business cards I could just give out to some of the folks? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, how, many, how many really celebrities are going to come out? And you know, I know he knows probably everybody, but who's really going to come out and buy RVs? 
You know, it was a rarity. If you knew, if you knew, if I could, if I told you who this was, you would go, "Why is he only spending one hundred twenty thousand dollars on a motorhome? Why didn't he buy something like Will Smith did? You know, spend two, three million dollars." And and the reality is, is he knew he was going to beat it up. He's like, "This is going to be the party bus. This is not going to be." The living with a family bus. This is going to be the party bus. This is, I'm going to be going down to uh, every set of every movie, TV show, anything I'm going to be doing. And this is going to be like my hotel on wheels and my party, my party room for a while. So I, I, I perfectly understood. So one day, about two weeks later, I get probably six, seven people that walk in with the business card and it has the, this, the celebrity's name on the back of the card. And they said that we're supposed to ask for the honey badger and everybody just roll their eyes at giant RV. Liz, the, the, the receptionist there, he's just roll her eyes like, John, <laughs> If you guys ever seen the movie, uh, if you guys re- remember the movie Monsters Inc., the late the the lady that is at the end, the the investigator that kind of goes, oh, you know, it kind of sounds like John, you got another one, John, you got another one, you gotta stop using that nickname, John. It's a crappy nickname, John. <laughs> I mean, I used to hear all kinds of just noise from her about it right and it was people from makeup artists to producers to uh choreographed choreographers or choreographers uh stunt doubles uh special effects people so i i got to meet and, and talk with people that made movies and they got to they got to talk to me about camping and fishing and getting away from all the the rigmarole I guess you could call it. You have to pardon my sniffling. I I got some really bad allergies today while while I'm doing this. But very interesting that when um, I canceled my cell phone because you know the nine oh nine number I had a nine oh nine area code forever. And, you know, I had two phone phones at the time. And the phone numbers I had uh, from different celebrities changed. Um, it seems like they change their number every couple of years. But what ended up happening was that phone that I had, that 909 number, stopped ringing about... Oh, God, 2021? So I'm out with uh, I'm, I'm out with my family. I got my kids, my wife, a friend of ours, and uh, the kids' god, godparents. And we're in Vegas at the Red Rock Hotel and Casino. And I had canceled the phone number earlier that year. Well, when I get... Um, when I get back to uh, the pool, all of a sudden I hear, Oh, Johnny Mac, the honey badger. <laughs> I'm like, 
What'd you change your phone number for? I've been trying to get a hold of you. I want to buy a, if I remember, he wants to buy a Tiffin uh, motorhome, diesel pusher. I'm like, oh, shouldn't have canceled that number. But then again, you know, they change their numbers every so often too, because again, they get, they get buried in people that somehow find out their personal phone number or dig something up and voila, they're getting hammered to death by all these fans. So long story short, celebrities, high dollar folks, folks that have a lot of money, folks that don't have a lot of money, we all have something in common and that is the small little things like our camping adventures. You know, Amanda McBroom and her husband, George Ball, could afford whatever they want. The celebrity I've been talking about pretty much can afford what they want. And a lot of times, they're very frugal. Or, you know, maybe they're like, you know what? I prefer something that's been a little used to let the bugs come out of it. Or some of the time, they're like, I just want something simple. So there's 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 levels for everybody. Even when you're super rich, I've seen a lot of guys that have a lot of money that will step down into something that's more entry level and basic um, when it comes to travel trailers or motorhomes. Uh, in 2017, I sold uh, the owner of a Fortune 500 company, uh, an entry-level 19-foot travel trailer. You know, he said, he, he, he told me his wife won't go with him, and it's, you know, they're empty nesters. And if he got something relatively small, he'd feel comfortable towing it, and his wife would come with him on his hunting trips. So some of the time when we're sitting around and we're thinking in our mind, oh, you know, we got to spend X amount of dollars on a budget. There are some people that are embarrassed about it. And that's what the point of this, this first segment is, is there's too many people that are either embarrassed or defensive about what they want to spend. Today was a perfect example. Four people walked in here on Sunday uh, to one of my dealerships, one of the dealerships I run, and told my salesperson not the first time, not just the first time, but the second time they came back today, they would not tell them what they want to spend. Are you embarrassed? Do you think that you not telling us what you want to spend is going to give you negotiating power? Do you think that this is the car business? No. This isn't the car business where they mark up things over sticker price. There isn't any hidden agenda when you're buying an RV. A dealership has to make a little bit of profit. So that way they can make a little bit of money because they are a business owner. So the employees can make a paycheck. And, and here's the hard part. 
is when you hold back information and you, the consumer, say, well, we don't know what our budget or whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I mean, you guys come up with some of the craziest lines that you get from YouTube or the Internet from people that have no clue what they're doing. And this is not to go against the Chevy guy. There's a guy here. I'll, I'll, let me look him up. He's, I he's a car guy. He doesn't know how to negotiate a car deal. So I think he's called Chevy guy. I'm gonna look it up here. Chevy guy. I think it's under people. Oh, I can't find him. But he owns, he owns a dealership in southern Indiana. I used to work for a big Chevy dealer up somewhere in southern Indiana. Nice as hell guy. But he tells people, oh, don't tell a salesperson what your budget is. Well, first of all, how are you supposed to at the end of the day? How is someone supposed to help you when they don't know what you want to spend? And let's remember that 80% of this business is finance. So 80% of you are going to finance through either a credit union or a bank, whether it's through the dealer or, or on your own. Number two, only 2% of the deals are pure writing a check, clearing a bank account without some sort of loan or asset collapse or asset collateration, meaning that you borrowed against your 401k, you borrowed against a CD, you borrowed against an installment account, you sold a car, you put something up for collateral for the money. Maybe you took a loan out from your house and refied your house. Whatever the case may be, only 2% of people actually write a pure check out of a bank account that they save for the coach. 2%. That's the number. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's normal in our business. That is a normal thing. 98% of this business is some sort of loan or collateral hold. Just had a guy recently. He's putting $50,000 down on a motorhome. He borrowed the $50,000 from a stock trade account. He used put his stock trading account up for collateral and borrowed the money so that way he could put a down payment. Guy's worth millions of dollars, but doesn't have a lot of liquid cash. And then we got him a loan for the rest. So how are we supposed to help you as an organization or as a representative, a customer service agent, uh, a salesperson? How are we supposed to help you find and guide you toward what you can buy? if you don't give us the information. So if somebody came up to me and said, I forget new or used, you just said, hey, I wanna spend 25 grand. Great. So 25, and I'm gonna go over with you, 25 grand buys you about a 250, $300 a month coach. If that's what you're looking for, I'll show you what I got that's around 25 grand. Am I going to go show you something for 50? No. Will I show you something for 28? Maybe. Will I show you something for 26? Probably. Will I show you something for 18? Yeah. 
I'm gonna show you a wide range of stuff that's around 25 grand or less, or maybe a little bit more. But if I don't have that information, how am I supposed to help you? Stopping stubborn, folks. Seriously. And if the person laughs at you about your budget, just walk out. Find somebody else that's desired to find you something within your budget. Or sometimes we just don't have it. There's like, for example, if somebody came up and said, hey, I'm looking for something for 15 grand or less. I got nothing right now. I'll be honest. Hey, I got nothing right now. And I go over the least expensive unit I have right now on the lot is $19,000. Oh, and you have a choice. You can either come out and see it. Or, hey, man, thank you for letting us know. You guys got to do the math, right? So here's the simplest. This is why I tell people, tell a salesperson what your payment budget is. Oh, don't do that. Don't tell them what your payment is because then they're not going to negotiate the price. Man, there's no leases. There's no trickery. There's no weirdness that can go on like in the car business with the RVs. Okay, so I'm going to bring out a payment calculator here. So I'm going to go RV payment calculator. All right. And I use the RV Trader one. I like the RV Trader one. I pretty much have probably told you guys that a lot of times if you're a fan. But we're going to go with the standard rate. Standard rate right now is 9.99. That's just the standard rate. We're going to go 15-year term. And we're going to say... Uh, 35000 So at $35,000 with the standard interest rate, your payment's going to be around three seventy six. So if you told a salesperson that you want a payment under $400 a month with five grand down, you, they, you realistically cannot buy anything over forty grand out the door. Be honest with them. Hey, hey, I'm looking for a $150 payment. Okay, so let's go 12 years. 150 probably is a $12,000 trailer. I'm right, 12 grand. For 150 bucks a month at the standard rate right now, it's a $12,000 trailer. Nothing wrong with that. If that's your budget, we just... The dealership or whoever has it has to find a unit around that price, which is equal to your down payment, whatever your down payment may be. And it has to be financeable. And there's only a handful of those. There isn't very much. You're buying a smaller unit, you know. Maybe you're buying a little older unit, maybe something eight, ten years old. But there's nothing wrong with it. Lots of credit unions would love to have those loans. Now, beyond all that, I'm really ticked off still about Josh the RV nerd. 
I am just highly pissed off at the man right now. I'm just, I'm not a happy camper. He's my inspiration behind doing this podcast and doing my my regular YouTube channel. But man, this man just, he, he continues to be just an absolute um, corporate guy. I'm going to leave it at that. It's a He's a corporate guy through and through. There's no Josh the RV nerd from his family dealership anymore. And man, I, I can't blame him. In some ways, I don't blame him. In some ways, I'm just sitting here going, you know, if I was offered the money he was probably offered to basically turn heel, it's like, it reminded me, and, and I'm going to go back to the Hulk Hogan thing. It reminded me a lot of Hulk Hogan. So listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Hulk Hogan on the interview, part of what Hulk says, and he said it in several podcast interviews, but the description and the passion he had saying it <clears throat> when it came to um, him turning heel, meaning turning him into the bad guy, you know, that he had done the Hulkamania thing in the 80s and, and the early 90s, you know, the whole red and blue tight, the yellow, red and yellow tights thing, uh, being the good guy, being the baby face. And when he went to WCW and he turned to the bad guy, he made more money, a lot more money. So can I blame him? No, because I couldn't blame Hulk Hogan for joining the NWO, right? I couldn't blame him for, you know, turning in, to the bad guy and you know I'm not, I'm not calling Josh a bad guy but it's like man you, I mean you you changed you, you just changed the way you do things I get so tired he was the one source of information that I could depend on and the only thing I really when I started this YouTube channel and when I started this podcast it was to almost just expand on what Josh says and give more detail because it's not like he had the time to do uh, 20 videos on how to do RV financing or why prices are the way they are or why, how to do this and how to do that. He he didn't have the time and neither really did I. But I was like, hey, you know, if I turn my niche into RV financing with a mix of walkthrough videos and fishing videos and camping videos, I would have a little bit of something for everybody in this lifestyle to what they can learn. And and now it's like every time that I listen to him talk, he, he doesn't have a negative thing to say about anybody or anything. He does like when I do my brutally honest reviews, I'm brutal. I'm gonna give you five real five things I don't like about a coach and a brand, and five things I do like. And lately, I'm about to do one on a motorhome company. And that motorhome company's probably going to be pissed off at me because I'm going to give them mostly a negative review. But come on, man. You, you got to get to a certain stage in life where you have to, if you're going to go take a company and you're going to contract with somebody. So here's a good example. Let's just say 
that Marcus Lamonis calls me from Camping Oral and says, John, we want the honey badger to be the face of Camping World. We want to hire you and or hire YouTube channel, hire your company to come out and do kind of what Josh does at different events and different things like that. Let's say I got that big. Probably won't get that big, but let's just say I got that big. I would sit down with Marcus and all the guys, Chris Johnson and everybody else at Camping World, and I would say, look, I'm more than happy to do it, but these are the terms and conditions. The terms and conditions are that I'm not going to do or do videos that you want me to do. I'm going to do the videos I want to do, and you're simply going to be named as sponsor. I'm not going to be an employee. I'm. It's my channel, my company. You're hiring my company, and you're sponsoring my company. This way, it keeps it separate. So when I'm ready to do a brutally honest review on a Coleman or a brutally honest review on a Mallard or something that's an internal brand, it doesn't affect my decision making on what I'm going to say about the unit or the brand. Right? And even though can't, let's use Coleman as an example. Let's say I finally do this review and the review on Coleman is horrible. That's not a reflection on Camping World. That's a reflection on Dutchman. <clears throat> it's a reflection on the manufacturer of the trailer, not on the people that sell it. You know what I mean? So that's where where we have to decipher and give. I'm I'm giving gonna give Josh Josh a little bit of, um, because he's not the worst at it. So I'm gonna give him a little bit of reprieve, because there are guys that are worse. Okay. So I'm gonna actually name names today. I've never done this. Okay. But um. So I'm on YouTube right now. Okay, if I YouTube RV financing, Josh is always first. I'm number three. My RV financing basics from HBRV Lifestyle, the original channel. I'm number three, number five, number seven. And then it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And there's other folks. And then you got Dave Ramsey and Dave Ramsey's Pathetic. Do not take financial advice from Dave Ramsey when it comes to um, RVs. Okay. So I'm looking for this. Okay. So here's one called RV Depot in Texas. It says how to buy an RV with bad credit. So I watched this video. This is a minute and one video. If you go, that is, the, the, the advice this guy gives 
is crap and garbage. But if you go to my video, it's a 20 minute video on how RV financing works with bad credit. And I have three other videos that actually help you in different scenarios that are actually um, a little more descriptive. So you got the basics and I give you description for if you're, you're, you're self-employed, if you're a 1099 employee, blah, 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 right? Um, Josh hasn't done one in a while. Miles is cool. Okay, here we go. Wingman Wisdom. How this man has this big of a falling with the garbage he puts out about the RV business is horrific. Guys, I'm telling you, and his and his views are going down. Ever since, it's kind of funny, ever since I put out there, I didn't use his name originally, but ever since I put out there that do not listen to certain YouTubers, all of a sudden his views went from getting half a million down to 3,000, 3,200, blah, blah, blah. This guy is horrible. Wingman Wisdom, his name is Alan Warren. First of all, let me tell you why he's terrible. He's terrible because he gives you bad information and he brings on idiots onto his show to interview. So he has a friend that owns a dealership, no idea where, can't tell you who the man is or where he comes from, but he's a freaking moron. Any man, anybody in the RV business that tells you that he doesn't sell extended warranties because they're a scam is a, either an idiot or a liar. Because you, you don't survive in the RV industry without some kind of cash flow item like an extended warranty. They call it a service contract. Let me explain. First of all, the manufacturer warranties are generally one year. There's one or two exceptions out there where they'll do two, but the manufacturer warranty is one year. One year. When you get past that one-year warranty, if a major problem occurs, a lot of people do not have the cash handy to be able to make that repair. And number two, a lot of folks, when it's a customer pay job, a dealership makes less money than if they get the money from an extended warranty company. An extended warranty is not built-in profit because most service departments do not make a profit. It is built-in cash flow. And businesses stay open and closed based on cash flow. Here's what I mean. So service, so let, let, let's let's go to how a structure of a deal goes, all right? So you walk in as the consumer and you're gonna buy a travel trailer. You buy a $18,000 
new travel trailer, you know, a little 16 or 17 footer. And then what you do is you go, oh, you know, you, you, you buy an extended warranty or what if, or you don't, one or the other. From the time that the loan gets funded or by the time you pay cash for the unit to the time the money and the profit from the deal hits an account where bills can be paid is about 10 business days. Now, the business office lady that we have, she's a genius. She can get it done in five to six. But the norm at any dealership is about 10 business days. Doesn't matter if it's Camping World. Doesn't matter if it's Bishes. It doesn't matter if it's mom and pop down the street. It's usually 10 business days. So that being said, if you've got 20 deals you're waiting on that you capped out one week, where does the cash flow come from? Well, the cash flow comes from warranty. It comes from service. So how payroll gets paid and how bills and like utilities and parts invoices and payroll and insurance and all that stuff gets paid is through the money that's collected in service. Because if you work with an extended warranty company or you work with an insurance company on a body job, generally you're paid within two days of completing the job while you're paid in 10 days from completing the sale of a travel trailer or a motorhome. So if you don't sell extended warranties, you lose out on that cash flow. You lose out on that ability to make a little bit of profit. And if you think extended warranties are all a scam, you're dead wrong. They've just never been explained to you properly. Okay? So let's say you get, you get it doesn't matter who you get. You can get Good Sam through Camping World or you can get, you know, Portfolio or all these companies. Any of the companies, they cover the main aspects of the RV, like your refrigerator, your air conditioning, your heating, your electrical. Now, if you got a problem where you cracked the toilet seat because you sat on it wrong, that's not covered. If you have light bulbs and batteries that go out, those are not covered. If it's a roof problem, it's not covered. This is to cover your appliances mostly. It's to cover your generator if your generator goes bad. Let's say, you know, the timing or the or, or something like the fuel pump goes out. Not if the carburetor goes out, but something else. That's what it's for. It's for the inverter. It's for the converter. It's for the water pump, etc. Okay. So you, you have to understand that when you get a guy like Wingman Wisdom, he's the RV wingman, his stuff it has a lot of clickbait to it. Be very careful about this. There's a lot of clickbait crap out there. It's just junk. It's lies. Or it's not the full truth. And that's what upsets me about Josh, 
the RV nerd is he used to be like me where he would give you all the information not all, not what the corporation wants you to what wants to tell him right or wants him to tell I mean he's he's having a tough time getting views now thank god Sleazy salespeople retarnish everyone's reputation. I'm gonna do a regular video on this guy. He he's not that great. I mean, is there now now here's the thing. There are dealerships, even corporate dealerships that are really bad. Not the corporation itself, man, but a lot of these a lot of these dealerships, okay? A lot of these corporations, let's use RV retailers, which is Blue Compass as an example, okay? They have, I think, 180 locations now nationwide. And even though they're all connected through a corporate office, they're all run individually. Okay? Here's a fabulous example, okay? <clears throat> there's, a, there's a manager at the Camping World in Vacaville, California. His name's Eddie. Eddie is probably one of the best managers Camping World has at stores. He, he, that store runs really well because it has a really good leader in Eddie. Now, does that mean every single one of them has a great leader like him? No, of course not. There are some that have very bad reputations and are not run really well. But that should not that should not reflect on the corporation as a whole. Give you an example. Tom's Camperland in Arizona is a well-oiled machine. Does that mean all the Blue Compass dealers are that good? No, because again, they're individually run. And every single manager has their own philosophy. I work for a guy that owns eight stores. You know, every single manager at all eight stores has a different method of doing things, a different way of doing things. Does it mean they all run the same? Does it mean it all, you know, it's all uniform? No. Different personalities, different thought patterns on how a deal is structured, different philosophies on how business should run. So a one-size-fits-all thing is horse manure. It's garbage. This whole thing that wingman wisdom says it it, it it represents less than five percent of the rv business and he doesn't even account for that because again this is another example of money ruining people okay Th this is a great example of money ruining people when, when you're a youtuber i make about fifteen hundred dollars a year in ad revenue 
if I made $200,000 a year in ad revenue, I'd still be doing the same things I'm doing now. I would not change a thing. I would not get more aggressive. I would not create things out of thin air. I would not be using this clickbait garbage. One of the videos he does. The title is, shit, excuse my language. Uh, let me get out of the ad. Camping world, when your RV dream becomes a nightmare. Really? That's not a one-size-fits-all comment. That is a clickbait, crappy title that more... I watched the video. The video is about a couple of people's experiences. Now, I'm not here to tell you go shop at Camping World. I'd rather you have shop at my stores. Okay? But why in the Sam Blue heck would this guy... What does he have against Camping World? Did they blow him out and fire him one day? Did they give him a bad experience when he bought his RV? The garbage, the puke that comes out of this man's mouth has about 5% of the truth to it. At least Josh, even though he's Mr. Corporate now, gives us at least 25 to 50% of the truth. I mean, he states the obvious now, more than likely, but he doesn't say anything of value like he used to. But there's worse. There's worse than that, guys. L let's call out another couple. This is, this is where I get really pissed. I get pissed at people that think that they are um think they're rv experts and they've never sold anything on the lot before who are we gonna call out i'm not gonna call i already called out different table The Max. These people are terrible. Oh my God. Those are old Josh videos. RV parenting. Is financing an RV for 20 years a good idea? And the thing shows him lighting a $100 bill and says, worst idea ever. He is full of absolute crap. That is the worst video on RV financing you can do. And that bloody thing has almost 8,000 views. Luckily, it, luckily for you guys, most of my videos get a lot of views. And I get a lot of people thanking me for the information. Because they're like, holy crap, man. Some actual transparent information on RV financing. Hard to find. Life reimagined. These folks are full of crap. Just full of crap. Right way empire. 
Buy here, pay here dealer. Oh my God. It's like this here, 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 you know what guys, I'm going back. I'm searching through YouTube right now. I'm going back. Here's an excellent video by Josh the RV Nerd. It says Josh the RV Nerd, Halet Auto and RV Supercenter, Hidden Fees and Bold Faced Lies. I watched that video. That was five years ago before he became Mr. Corporate. That is an excellent video. I have not had to do one of those kind of videos. Uh, it's got 80,000 views. I'm going to do one for it. I'm going to do an updated one because there's some updates on that and he's not doing it. But that's an excellent excellent friggin um ju just an excellent thing how to outsmart any rv salesman for your best deal the rv dummy and travel channel buddy you're a moron i'm gonna call it out the rv dummy and travel channel you're not a dummy you're a moron you just screwed over 168,000 people that watched that video. Oh, wait. Then the follow-up video you had to that, how to buy an RV if you have no money. Yeah, you got cut down to nothing. Because why? Because your information's garbage. Why do people keep coming back to my info on YouTube? Because I give them the truth. See if I can find one more and then we'll move on to something else. Miles is cool. I like Miles. I like I like Matt too. Matt's pretty cool. Okay. Here's Fun Town RV. Do you remember when I talk about celebrities? <laughs> Michael Irvin did a, a commercial for these guys okay and and it's a it's a hilarious commercial it was done like a year ago i don't know if he's uh, i i he's just funny dude man I, I love the guy but thank god thank god youtube is recognized here we go these are the idiots of the century Chris and Dev, that's K-R-I-S and Dev. Do not watch those people. Watch them for their full-time RVing fun, their camping videos, their, their hey, hello videos, stuff like that. But do not take their advice on buying one. They're going to give you terrible advice. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, same way that with Outside is Calling terrible terrible people these people have never sold anything they have no clue on how it really works they're just oh but we've bought in like three rvs so we know what we're doing okay have you ever sold one at a dealership lot well no have you ever gotten a bank loan for one of these through a dealership well no but we went to our own credit union Oh, yeah? you banked with them forever, right? Well, yeah. Have you ever gotten somebody done that was borderline? Well, no. Okay. Shut up! And if you are a YouTuber, an RV YouTuber, and you're not Josh, and I'm going to exclude Josh, this excludes you. Miles, this excludes you. And Matt and Andrew, 
this excludes you. I'm talking about Andrew Steele. Those five guys, this excludes. Everybody else, shut up, shut down your YouTube channels, and get out of the RV business. Stop it. Stop creating clickbait crap because you guys can't sell product. That's what happens, guys. This is probably the one thing that pisses me off the worst is like wingman wisdom. He can't sell anything. He doesn't know how to sell anything. So he depends on ad revenue from YouTube to keep himself going so he can continue to full time. A lot of these full time RVers, a lot of these people live in their RV and travel around and have a YouTube channel. They come up with this clickbait crap because they depend on ad revenue because they can't sell anything. And let me tell you something. YouTube revenue has crashed. I used to make $15 for every thousand views. I'm down to $6.80 and I've been doing the same thing for two years. Advertisers are not paying as much money per view as they were a year or two ago. So a lot of these people that hit the road and are full-timing, they have a choice. They can either go back to the office or they can create a bunch of clickbait. And then when they find out the clickbait doesn't work because guys like me are going to challenge you on stupid And for Wingman Wisdom, for Chris and Dev, for all of you guys that are morons, I challenge you to come to my dealerships and work the lot with no pay and sell RVs. And then after that, I challenge you to tell people the same bullcrap lies you tell on your YouTube channel and see if that works out and how many actually take delivery of the unit. I guarantee you my way, which is completely transparent, everything disclosed, and the truth, I bet you I outsell all 12 of you idiots in a one-month period. Why? Why are you trying to damage? I mean, some of these guys, it's like they're after Camping World, like Camping World or Bish's RV or 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 Lazy Days. They're like after these guys, like, oh my God, we had such a bad experience at Lazy Days. You should stay away from them. We bought our grand design from Lazy Days or General RV or and and they treat us so badly. We got such a bad deal and found out we were ripped off. So let me tell you how we were ripped off. We, the dealership, made a profit. Why'd you buy them? This one family buys a solitude fifth wheel, full body paint, fully loaded. And we found out the dealer made money on us oh my god the dealer they're so evil they made a profit on us us poor people 
That's how the salesman feeds their family. That's how the dealership keeps their doors open. That's how the technicians make a paycheck that work on them. That's how the guy that stands behind the parts counter gets a paycheck. That's how the owner puts a little bit of money in his pocket is because they made a profit on you. If every dealer took losses on every unit, every year, every day, you would have no RV dealers at all. You would have no RV manufacturers at all. No one would be building them. I'm sorry to you YouTubers that are sitting there crybabing how bad Camping World is because they made money on me. That's how it feels. Stop trying to shut down corporate stores just because. Stop trying to shut down Lazy Day stores or General RV stores or Camping World or Bishes. These people are doing nothing wrong. Now, while I might be narking on Josh a little bit, it's more like a push. What I'm doing with Josh in these episodes is if he listens, it's more or less for me to push him and shove him back in the direction of go back to what you were doing, bro. Go back to that man that was kicking butt and taking names. Screw what the corporate guys say. Tell the corporate guys to go screw them. Like Anthony Hopkins from Legends of the Fall when he has the stroke. You know, screw them! Screw them! Screw them! But you cannot sit there and tell someone that has to feed their family that they can't make money. Let me tell you something that most people don't know. When you, the consumer, play games with RV dealerships, they're going to play games back. If you got a gentleman or a lady that walks up to you at an RV dealership and presents themselves properly, smiles, gives you good vibes, give them the truth. Stop the tactics that you're supposedly taught so you can get the best deal. Tell them the truth. It's funny when people come and tell me the truth, they all of a sudden land on something that they can A, afford, and B, that they're happy with. Had a gentleman last month tell me, He's got a budget of $30,000 for a travel trailer. Let me show you what you can get for 30 grand. We showed him nine trailers you could buy for 30 grand. He's like, man, none of them are any cling close to what I want. Okay, what do you want? And he told us. But he appreciated, I appreciate, I told him, man, I appreciate you. He says, what? You told me you don't want to spend more than 30 grand. And it made it easier for us to just show you everything that we can humanly sell you for 30 grand. Everything from a little 16 footer up to a 27 footer. We had a nice range. That was a great budget to be on. Single guy, couple dogs. And he gave me the truth. He ended up spending a little more than he wanted to. He ended up spending 35 grand. But at 35 grand, he got more of what he wanted. But until you actually tell someone 
and and, and there's ways to do this okay first of all it, it's got to be it's got to be someone you trust obviously or at least like i mean if you got some jerk off that's walking up to you like hey yo adrian you know that kind of attitude or like slick back johnny who wants to sit there and go hey there buddy how about we make ourselves a deal okay i can understand why you lie to that person when you got someone that walks up to you as uh, gently and hey gives you the nice firm handshake and introduces themselves and says thank you for coming in today what did you come to look at I have so many questions for people when they come on the lot. What kind of truck do they tow with if they're looking for a towable unit? What kind of truck or SUV? Is there a size restriction where you're going to park it? I have a list of questions I ask every single time. And... I've 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 told people go I've 86 people a lot. If you come in with an attitude problem as a customer because you've been treated badly somewhere else or because YouTube told you that's the way you got to act to get a better deal, get out. Don't come back. In fact, if you have that attitude, don't even walk on one of my lots. Cuz you're never going to be happy. Walk into this thing. It's the best advice I can ever give a, a consumer that wants to buy an RV. Walk into the dealership as if it's fun. Not a job. Not a chore. It's not like walking in and buying a car. I've had a lot of fun in this business. I've done very well in this business. It's opened up some things for me. <clears throat> and that's why I pass on this knowledge because there's just so much fake news out there about the RV world. So I'm going to cover one more subject and then I'm going to down and then I'm going to call it a day or call it a night. And I'm going to go in more detail in it next episode. But there is a very big social media push to get customers asking about 2024s. Okay? Let me tell you guys that 2024s are not going to roll out in big numbers until the 2023s start disappearing. Dealers need to catch up, and they have not been able to catch up yet. So just remember that, okay? And I was I was talking to. Um, one of my one of my compadres that were that he's technically my boss okay and him and i were chit-chatting over the phone and he was telling me like they confirmed with him what i told him which is they're making a big push to make the consumer ask about 2024s and you know we want to see what the differences are when are you going to get them 
Well, I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm going to do a video of it. Uh, coming up here, it's going to piss my manufacturer friends off, but I don't care. There is no differences between 24 and 23. There will be color interior differences on some of the brands, but nothing's going to be different. Less stuff. So don't get fooled. Until next time, RV stands for toolkit and sense of humor.